Hi, and welcome to the Young Hearts for Missions podcast. I'm your co-host, Bethany. I'm your co-host, Elisa. And I'm your co-host, Anna. We are three young women who are passionate to see God worshipped among all the nations. Our goal is not to tell you what you should and should not do or believe, but we invite you to journey with us as we discover God's heart for the nations. We hope you join us on this journey. Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Young Hearts for Missions podcast. Today, we'll be talking about coming home from our summer trip and our takeaways. So just a little bit of an intro. We were in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, serving international students at the University of Illinois, and we were there for about 10 weeks. So we got to build a lot of relationships, and this is a good time. Yeah, it was. Um... So what, what would you guys say a typical day looked like? I think we, well, we had different things happening every single day. Um, but I think on a weekly basis, all the days were, were pretty similar, I think. Um, we would meet with students, um, whether like getting boba or like getting coffee. Um, we would do evangelism as well with students. And yeah, just a lot of a lot of hangouts and fellowship too. Do you guys have anything to add to that? Yeah, and then for the first half of the summer, we had um, a community group where we did Bible studies together. So it was like, uh, yeah, mainly focusing on welcoming international students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we in between all of our meetings with international students, we got to do a lot of homework type things. So we got mm-hmm. to read four different books. One was about the gospel. One was about prayer. And then one was Let the Nations Be Glad, um, which is just like about the theology of missions. And then we got to read another little book about more of the like practical applications of missions. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of our time was spent reading those books, taking notes, um, and then we got to have like weekly discussions on those books, um, different articles. Also, we read read some about like time management, productivity. Um, we read some about suffering as a Christian. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of personality tests. So just like a lot of different things to kind of give us something to do during the day um, while we were not meeting with students or while we didn't have as many um, meetings and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were also doing like this training to like teach the Bible as well. Um, and like grading outlines for that. That was pretty cool too. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess a big question is, what are some things that you learned about God? Or we learned about God together? Um, I think for me, the biggest thing I learned about God was just about his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that I've known throughout my whole life, but I think this summer I really was able to like internalize it because I think I experienced it in a new way this summer, or at least I recognized it um, Yeah, in a new way this summer. So yeah, I think just seeing how God 
orchestrated all of the events of this trip, um, from everything to us being so unified as a team, um, just having a really good field team there as well, um, as well as having a really solid community um, that was just so supportive and so sweet um, and just such a blessing to be a part of, really. I think seeing his faithfulness in those ways um, and just, yeah, orchestrating everything so perfectly throughout the whole summer, I think I really learned, um, yeah, just that he is good and he is worthy to be trusted through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> I think I also learned that like God is a really gentle and caring God. I think throughout the summer, um, personally, I think um, God showed me a lot of my like sinful struggles. And for me, like that's really hard because um, I think it's harder for me to see myself as a saint. It's easier to see myself as a sinner. Um, and just seeing like the God of the Bible is so gentle with me um, and is so willing to give me um, like even second chances and is so patient with me. I think that was something that I learned about God that I didn't, um, I guess, know too much about before the trip, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, yeah, just seeing how God is yeah, God is so good to us. Um, yeah, throughout the trip, I so saw a lot of my sins, a lot of my weaknesses, but um, being reminded that um, God doesn't uh, see things as we do. Um, like when God looks at us, he sees um, Jesus' righteousness and also how like God's ways are higher than our ways. Um, a lot of times throughout the trips, uh, I think I doubted how God would work um, yeah, I was, there were times where I was like scared of and doubtful of, oh, if we um, invited this person, would they come? Um, if uh, we wanted to share this story from the Bible with these people, would they be willing to hear? Um, uh, yeah, so God really proved that uh, he is uh, sovereign and he is good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think just even seeing how um, God is just the one that we depend on. I think there are times where we were just so desperate that we just had to pray. And I think that was beautiful to see that God truly does listen to our prayers and he He wants us to pray in those hard times so that we can experience him in a different way. So I think that's just, yeah, really, really encouraging. Yeah, that's true. And it's amazing how God um, like doesn't only want us to know that we need Him, uh, but He also wants us to desire Him because that is what glorifies Him the most is when we treasure Him above all else. Um, yeah, so that was, that was really a good lesson for me to learn. Learn that from Let the Nations Be Glad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are really great. I think something that really stood out to me was something that we talked about in our like biblical training workshop was, and just like in my personal quiet times also, um, 
learning about the wrath of God, but not not trying to reconcile God's wrath with his goodness um, and his love, but looking at that I don't have to reconcile his wrath and his goodness because his wrath makes his good, his goodness and his love so much greater. Um, and yeah, like looking in light of the gospel too, like looking at my sin and seeing the wrath that I deserve and the justice that I deserve but also recognizing that because of Jesus, God loves me um, and he can love me anyways. And just, yeah, it just makes his love a lot sweeter. I think, you know, when you recognize, um, yeah, the depths of the justice that I deserve. Um, but when you also look at the depths of his love for us. Yeah, yeah that was really encouraging. I remember reading um, our first book, um, Hidden in the Gospel, and just like seeing different ways of how God's love uh, is so deep. Uh, the first chapter was about um, unconditional election. And previously my thought was, um, oh God uh, elected, like for example, me, because he knew that I would put my faith in him. But the thing is, if, God didn't reach out to me first, I wouldn't even have the chance to um, to put my faith in him. So it's totally unconditional. And so that was really humbling and comforting at the same time, knowing that um, yeah, my salvation is totally based on God's love because like God elected us simply because he loved us and that is how good he is. Yeah, I think going off of what you were saying, Alyssa, I think one of the big lessons that God taught me too is that my identity is rooted in Christ. I think it's something that I grew up hearing, but I think that I actually experienced when we were um, on the field. Um, and just being reminded that my identity in Christ is so precious and it was, and it's bought at such a great cost that I that there's it, that it can't be taken away from me, and then I just can't forget it. And so I think. God was using that to also remind me that I have to be first anchored in him, rooted in my identity in Christ before any other relationships or even friendships around me. And so, yeah, it just reminded me of that when you were, when you were sharing. Yeah, it's really cool to see that, like we always say that God doesn't change and that he is immovable, he's steadfast, but I think until you kind of experience that, it's hard to, or at least for me, it was hard to grasp. Um, yeah, so just learning that God is always there. He doesn't change, and that's a good thing. Um, and just really, really being able to take comfort in that. Um, yeah, so kind of going off of that, we talked about an orientation. Um, before we even left, we talked about Psalm 84, which says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Um, and I think something that God taught me through that, and I think y'all would also agree um, that God is our home and that home is not dependent on people. It's not dependent on family. Um, it's not dependent on a location, but it's dependent on God, um, which is great, especially when you move around a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's just a really great comfort knowing that 
God is with us wherever we go and that he is our home and that we belong to him. Yes, that was a very, very big lesson I learned too. <laughs> oh, yes. <sighs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. So going off of that, um, what, did, um, what did you learn about missions? I think it's actually very similar to what Bethany was saying, like home is where God is. But also what I learned about missions is like, it's not so much of a place, but living as a follower of Jesus, wherever God places you. Because for me, it was like going back to my own campus, you know. Um, But even, even there, like there's a need. And God has put me there. And so I'm going to live faithfully there. And so I think it, yeah, I left feeling like it's not so much about like a specific place that I should go to, but just even now, wherever God has me to develop that lifestyle of dependency, to be more desperate for the gospel every single day. And that will drive my passion for missions, wherever God places me. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, I think, I think for me, something that I've learned about missions um, is that there's no like one kind of person that can be a missionary. You don't, you don't have to be like amazing evangelists or like super outgoing. Like you can still be an introvert and be a missionary. Like that's okay. Uh, and so I think that's been really comforting for me as an introvert, um, knowing that missions can kind of look like whatever you want it to. Um, and just that God gifted us with different spiritual gifts, um, and different personality types for a reason. Um, and he gave us all different strengths and weaknesses to complement each other. Um, yeah, like it talks about, and I think first Corinthians about we all were one body, but there's like many parts. Um, and so we can all do different things, um, and still work together well. Yeah, that's so true. And even like when the body of Christ is so diverse, like they all have the ultimate goal and that's to uh, that's to glorify God. Uh, I think that's one thing that I learned throughout the trip is that missions is about God, not about uh, the missionary. It's not about us. Um, I remember, uh, I think the first meeting, first or second meeting with the people who were on the field, um, we just started the meeting with prayer and just like uh, confessing our need for God um, and just being there uh, and praying with them that reminded me like oh missionaries need God too I need God too and all of us are just like uh, even like as we preach the gospel to other people we need to know that oh we need God too um and ultimately, uh, God uses like um, people like us to uh, just, yeah, just um, share his, his um, share the gospel. And ultimately, it's God at work. Even as we pray, that is pointing to how God is moving. So that was, yeah, that was really encouraging for me. Yeah, I also thought about something too is I think before this trip, 
at orientation, we were reminded that like, I forgot exactly what the quote was, but it's like, if we have a passion for the people that could get us there, but it's really passion for God that keeps us there. Um, and I think that like really stayed with me because it's like, I think it's sometimes it's like, oh, I might have a heart for like a specific people group, but I think it all comes down to just being passionate about God. And as we are reading and let the nations be glad, like God is more passionate about his glory than anybody else can. And so you can ask God for that passion. And I think that changes even how, how I interact with people, how I interact with God himself too. Like that out of that will come a love for God and a love for people, like just naturally. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I really liked that quote too. Um, yeah. And I think kind of going off of that, I think something that I have learned about missions throughout this is that it's not necessarily about the, like, saving as many souls as likely possibly can. It's not so much, like, about the numbers of it and just trying to be, like, as effective as possible. Um, because I think that gives us as humans, um, yeah, more more glory than um, that we should be getting. And I think that really it's a lot more about cultivating our hearts um, to God and to his plan and who he is um, and really just living out the gospel um, in whatever way we can instead of like trying to be as effective as we possibly can. Um, which obviously we should be as effective in our ministry, but there's like two sides to that. It's more about our hearts than our productivity, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think like when you hear about like the need that in the world, I think as humans, we tend to respond with like, like fear even, or like panic, like, oh my goodness, there's so many people who don't know about Jesus, you know? Um, but I think it's something we also read in Let the Nations Be Glad is like, God is not frantic. He's not panicking because he's in control, right? And and we get to rest in that and God's sovereignty with that too. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, that, yeah that's really humbling. And then also knowing that, uh, yeah, mission work is, not just a short-term thing, it's a long-term thing, but it's also, um, one of the missionaries said, uh, full-time workers, they are like the 1% of the 99% of believers. But, uh, and then the 99%, they send the 1%, but uh, at the end of the day, the 1% who are the uh, full-time workers, they equip the 99% to also be part of God's work. I think that really stayed, of, uh, stayed with me. That reminded me that, uh, yeah, global missions is involves everybody, the whole body of Christ. Um, it could be overseas, it could be where you're at, it could be sending, it could be praying, it could be supporting, it could be going. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that was really encouraging for me too. Just resting in the fact that you don't have to be a missionary per se to live missionally. Um, that all Christians are called to be global Christians. Um, and whether that means you go on the field overseas or whether that means you stay on whatever 
college campus or wherever town you live in, um, just recognizing that you can live missionally wherever you are, um, whether that be in the church or just in your local community um, or supporting overseas workers as well. Um, yeah, just recognizing that every Christian has a plan um, it has a role in world missions, um, even if you're not overseas. All right. Uh, okay. So the last question is, so we just got back from the summer long mission trip, like a few days ago, like a couple. Yeah. And so just going off of that, how has coming home been for y'all? And have you experienced any reverse culture shock? I think it's been nice to come home and rest before going back for school and just spending time with, with family. Um, yeah, it's been good. But I think for me, thinking about going back in the fall without, without the two of you guys is, is hard. Um, but really grateful for the opportunity to get us served with you guys this summer. Um, reverse culture shock? Hmm. I think I experienced a little bit because coming back to just um, even like church services being a different kind of style, different kind of format, um, the community here um, interacting in ways different than the community that we are used to um, on the field, I think that has been that has been different. Um, I think for me personally, like when we were, yeah, when we were there, um, it, I think I was more intentional with like my time with God, um, whether that be reading His Word and in prayer. And I noticed this too, like when I come home, sometimes I can become like pretty relaxed and not as intentional. Um, and so that's something that I was praying before leaving as well that I would still intentionally um see god in his word and in prayer and um yeah still continue to um apply what we learned this summer like prayer still continuously praying oh that was something i also learned a lot on the trip i forgot sorry that's the wrong question but i still forgot um that is something that i still want to continue to do learning to just um have prayer become a lifestyle too Anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can I can relate. Like coming back, it's been it's been harder to like be in the constant posture of prayer and dependence on God. Uh, like contrary to you, Anna, um, it's more difficult to pray when you relax. Uh, uh, like me, I think it's also difficult to pray when I'm stressed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mm. But yeah, whether whatever the circumstances, yeah, we all need to depend on God. Um, I think coming back home, I think it's been helpful because um, I, had, I had a very good family to receive me um, coming back from the trip. So I think that helped with leaving you guys. <laughs> um, I'm glad we still get to keep in touch. Um, I think, yeah, so coming back, Prayer was a struggle, and another struggle was, um, yeah, just navigating how do I interact with 
like how do I interact with the people here? Because um, back during uh, our mission trip, we interacted a lot with people who didn't know the gospel. Um, but I go to, I come back to a Christian college and then many people know the gospel or at least they think they know the gospel. But then uh, like seeing how they don't respond to it, it's been, um, I think, saddening for me. Uh, and I'm, yeah, very conflicted as to like how, how do I give up the gospel, like to be bold in what I believe, but also be gracious um, in how I share it with them. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's a really interesting dynamic, I think, especially for you, Elisa, of, and Anna too, like Elisa going back to a Christian college, like you would think that everyone would be living um, kind of similar to how you have been living, but I can see yeah, that's like really difficult of being like, yeah, I think that's part of reverse culture shock is sometimes like stress and worry of like even a little bit of frustration um, to people like, how can you say, you know, the gospel and proclaim it, but not, not live it. I think living in that tension can be difficult. Um, yeah, and Anna, you know, like, you know, you're going back. Um, so I think that's, can be encouraging. Like for me, it's encouraging. I know like you're going back um, being able to continue ministry with the people that we've been building relationships with, that's comforting to me. But yeah, I think, yeah, I'll be praying for your transition um, as well. So, uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I, think, I think for me, I'm not home yet. I'm just on vacation with some of my family uh, for just a few more days. Um, but I think I have experienced a little bit of reverse culture shock. I think even like walking through the airport without y'all was <laughs> like, it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> Where Anna and Elisa? <laughs> oh, it's hard for you guys walking to the airport by yourself. I was like, wait, she made it three of us. It was a little hard. And even just like acclimating to normal life again, I think is difficult because we really lived in a little bit of a bubble um when we were in champagne of like just being yeah surrounded by a lot of christians all the time and yeah kind of being in a little bit of a bubble so i think coming back and not being in that bubble anymore was like oh this is how the real world actually operates and there's people that need jesus everywhere um yeah, I think that transition's been difficult, but I think it also just pushes us further toward dependency on God, like mm -hmm. wanting to continue our spiritual disciplines that I think we've built over the summer. Um, I think that's been something that we've all been praying for. And I think really being able to lean into God um, through his word and even in prayer um, to just, yeah, continue those um, and just praying about how we can continue living dependently on him um, as we continue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such a special summer, I think. 
I think we can all agree. It was, uh, it was so full. So yeah. Anyone have any other thoughts or stories that they want to share before we close out in prayer? Any questions, comments? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you guys. Oh, I miss you guys too. Guys too. Oh. <laughs> before we we left, we were we were like saying, hope we, we see each other before we see each other in heaven. <laughs> oh, I really hope so, guys. <laughs> I really hope I can see you guys before heaven. I hope so. <laughs> It's gonna happen because we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> oh my should we should we pray? Yeah. All right, let's pray, guys. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for this summer. Thank you so much for all that you've taught us um, and for just showing more of your character to us. Thank you that you are a gentle God, a patient God. Thank you that you are a God of many nations, Lord, and that you are um, still seeking people who don't know you. Um, Father, thank you that we got to be a part of the work um, that is still continuing, even though we're not physically there. Father, I just ask you that even in the places that you have us, um, that, Lord, we would continue to be people of prayer, people who are desperate for the gospel, people who um, have a heart for the lost. God, I pray that you would fill us with that passion because that comes from you. And so, Lord, thank you that even though this trip might have concluded, but your work has not stopped. And, Lord, that we get to still be a part of your greater story, Father, and that is just our honor and privilege as well. And so God, thank you so much for this time that we got to share with one another. Pray for our listeners as well, that God, you would be showing them how they can live missionally wherever you have placed them, God. And so Lord, I just praise you. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, I guess that will conclude episode four. Um, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.